0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com.
1: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. It's The List strong. and
2: your boy at Fightful.com. Fightful.com. So
0: With Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. they're on fire! Boom shakalaka! 200 Strong! What's up, you guys? Sean Ross App. It is April 19th, 2023. Welcome to Fightful. This is List and Ya Boy. We got Jimmy Van here. If you want to hear us blab about the stuff you want to talk about, donate some Super Chats. YouTube.com slash Fightful. You can donate Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. You can also leave those ahead of time. So if you want to leave them for tonight's AEW post show, you can do that. Uh, there are other ways to support us like fightfulselect.com and right after this show uh, I'll be breaking some contract related news on the list goes on on fightfulselect.com Jimmy how you doing I'm doing well Sean Rossat, but I'm not going to London in June Yeah that's cool
2: Yeah what 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 are you planning like what are you going to do Aside, I from, wanna, I, aside from I, the work stuff that I'm going to let you expect. I don't want to get
0: too much into it, honestly, because a lot of that stuff's kind of personal and I'm trying to dip out of discussing that on the air, but uh, right. I'm going to do some stuff with, uh, with wrestle talk. I'm going to film with them a little bit. I think hopefully there's going to be a, a media scrum there or a media junket where I can get some content, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going at the end of June, beginning of July. And, um, yeah, I, I think I'll be doing the press conference there as well, assuming they have one. But yeah, I'll, I'll be a total tourist in the middle of summer, which what's the worst that could happen there, right? You'll be good.
2: You'll be good. I've been a few times. London's a nice town. It's very, very expensive. Yeah. But, uh, but it's a what nice I've town. noticed already. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give you some tips off the air, some stuff to do. So uh, another week, and, and, and Phil Brooks, man, this guy just – he finds a way to keep himself in the news. Maybe it's not even him, just, just whoever. People finds a way to keep himself in the news, and he's dominating the news. Okay,
0: let me clarify that, because I mm-hmm. talked to uh, Nick Hausman on House of Wrestling this week. Oh, did you? For everybody that's like, SRS, CM Punk's mouthpiece. Let me tell you, I've had very limited interactions with CM Punk in my life, but the only ones that could have been productive towards anything that I could use were was him saying, I would really rather it if people just didn't talk about me. That was his line of thinking and, uh, didn't, did not like being in the headlines. So, uh, this much, I tell you all guy who thought that I was being the elites mouthpiece is not going to then decide, maybe he can be my mouthpiece. It, it, I, I know that a lot of people live in a fantasy world, but that just isn't happening. And I'll never, out a source but i will tell you guys who aren't sources and for everybody that was like oh dax Harwood saying this saying that i i point you back to the last two interviews i've done with dax Harwood. he has never had a problem saying things when the red light is on or when the 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 camera's on or anything like that or on stage or anything like that like uh had people say oh well he was he was on dax's stage show uh, i happened to park at the same hotel that, that was at and 15 minutes before he said, Hey, are you around here? Do you want to hop up on stage? And I said, well, I'm going to impact new Japan, but sure. So, um, there was, there was no real like pre discussions of that or anything. Um, I said, sure, why not? And that happened, but Dax doesn't need a mouthpiece CM Punk doesn't want a mouthpiece. And from to the best of my knowledge, the elite are just staying quiet about it. And why wouldn't they? They have huge new contracts to negotiate, Jimmy. So why wouldn't they just stay quiet during this situation?
2: Well, let's talk about the latest reports, uh, not just from you, but from others. Like Andrew Zarian has has reported some stuff on this. So there are reports, of course, we've talked about before about AEW's new Saturday show, uh, which is tentatively scheduled to be a live two-hour show. Collision is the name that people are suggesting And there are reports that CM Punk will be the centerpiece of that Saturday show. Uh, There are also reports that AEW is contemplating a roster split, at least in part, supposedly, because not everybody wants to uh, work with CM Punk. Uh, Obviously, this is all speculation until there are official announcements. But before I kind of share. Announcements are coming. Okay.
0: Announcements are coming.
2: Before I share my thoughts cuz I have a lot of thoughts on this, what is the latest that you've heard on all of that on the 2-hour show on Punk on a supposed roster split all of it?
0: Well, I can tell you we we reported last week that the Saturday show was supposed to be associated with Punk and that Punk was tentatively slated for a late June return. So People said, oh, well, you're just stretching out the news. No, the Wednesday story led to the, Friday, the Thursday story. Us reporting that CM Punk was open to coming back and working with any number of people in any, in any situation or scenario that led to people saying, well, there's there's a lot more to it than that. And Caden says, is it a hard split? Hearing conflicting reports. That much I don't know. But I can tell you guys that Andrew Zarian said a lot of what I heard And couldn't really put out there. Um, And and that's that it's supposed to be live, supposed to be prime time, not six as originally speculated. Because, you know, people want to romanticize that time slot by saying Saturday is for ROH. They might film ROH before that show, but it is not supposed to be for like like a live thing. By the way, Mm -hmm. all of you asking questions in the chat, you can donate a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air. But, uh, Jimmy, yeah, there's, there's an awful lot to this that has some pretty major implications. Like there, anybody that's on that CM Punk show will be perceived as a CM Punk guy, perhaps.
2: Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Okay. So let me, let me say first, cause there's so much to talk about with this. My first thought, when you think about adding a live weekly two hour show on Saturday nights, my first thought is too much product oversaturation, uh, when you look at AEW's weekly television schedule, and this includes their their uh, internet stuff, but when you look at their weekly schedule, you got Dark Elevation on Mondays that gets uploaded. You got Dark getting uploaded on Tuesdays. You got Dynamite and All Access on Wednesdays. You got Ring of Honor on Honor Club on Thursdays. You got Rampage on Fridays. Now you'd have Collision on Saturdays. It's too much. Um, and I would, I
0: would completely nix either Dark or Dark Elevation. One of those two if you can keep the, the, if you can keep rampage where it is, you just book it as you have been booking inconsequentially (laughs) and it can be whatever it is.
2: It's almost their main event really. But, but let me ask you in terms of ring of honor. So up until now, most of the ring of honor talent, if not all of the ring of honor talent, they have been wrestlers that are semi regularly featured on AEW programming too. If they do a roster split, then that talent will be featured on AEW television more often out of necessity. If that happens, what's the point of Ring of Honor? Like, why have Ring of Honor at all if that talent is now going to be featured probably almost every week on AEW television?
0: Yeah. I want to know what the point of you having the green screen feature on your camera is because it keeps picking up your your hat and your glasses. Probably
2: and- <laughs> from, the, from the Know Your News one. I probably didn't turn it off from the Know Your News one. I don't even know how. How can I turn that up? It's probably from the <laughs> New
0: one. Jimmy's know. running the green screen back here. Yeah,
2: I but, had it um, on the other one. Yeah, I don't know how to get rid of it.
0: Uh, so I think, I mean, you already bought ROH. Yep. I would keep that. If you want to, I mean, I would probably get rid of dark and elevation if you're going to keep ROH. Unless, you know, there's some content strategy associated here. We don't know what it is aew has negotiated as far as this collision thing but from what i understand they're going to be doing pretty good with collision from a financial perspective they could have just talked to to hbo warner whoever and said we'll put the whole shebang on there we'll put dark we'll put elevation we'll put roh just as supplement like supplemental content on max as a part of the aew network or whatever because Mm -hmm. That is one thing that's true with all the content between roads to the top belongs still to Warner like they can still put that on there and stuff like that. You could have a bit of an AEW network and all the countdowns and specials and everything and you can have that sort of be one of those anchors for Max as the WWE network is for Peacock. So I think a lot of that, I think I would like to reserve judgment until after May 17, when maybe we get answers at the upfronts about all Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Because who knows, maybe this is, is an additional part of the deal. But I would like to think that, I hope they've anchored down a bigger, longer term deal and a streaming deal as well. I can't think of many better ways to get a lot of wrestling fans to subscribe than have all in and all out the same week on that streaming service. But that's just speculation at this point.
2: Yeah, and and I agree. Like they maybe they will announce at the at the uh, at the upfront so they have a new deal, and and then they're going to announce collision and everything. All that that all makes sense that they would do that. The other thing, and I've talked about this before too, burnout. You yeah. know, like when you look at Tony Khan. So now you're going to add another weekly two hour show. You've already got uh, television being taped every day of the week. You're going to add Saturday to that. Then you've got Fulham FC, and I know he's not involved you know, heavily day to day with Fulham FC or with the Jaguars, but he's still involved. So you've got the Jaguars, you got Fulham FC, you're doing all this. Burnout is real. And, and uh, I'll go so far as to say, you know, his social media at times makes me question if he's already experiencing burnout. It's a lot, man, for one guy. Do you think that um, maybe he'll like almost pull events and have like, I'm not saying these names. I'm just saying the concept have a Bruce Pritchard manage this one, have a, you know, Paul Heyman manage this one, something I- like that. It's a lot for one guy.
0: I can tell you that delegation was a big part of my success in what I do. And I've I've hit the point of burnout a lot recently with mania and the punk stuff and all that. And Jeremy Lambert just got promoted to to help delegate a little bit more. So, I mean, like there's there are times when you have to recognize you, even if you want to do it all, you probably shouldn't do it all. Even if you feel like you can you shouldn't do it all. You shouldn't be the one that's handling and has, has your hands and everything. Plus you never know who you might delegate to that might just have some banger ideas. Like what if he was like, Hey Jeff, why don't you book ROH for a little bit? See how that goes. And Jeff Jarrett kills it because quite honestly, when Jeff Jarrett has booked people that aren't him, usually it's pretty interesting. So I think that some delegation does need to happen, but, um, I'm going to delegate some talking points to the Super Chats and Humper Chats right now because we have a bunch of them. Michael Branson says, sitting outside of radiology at my local medical facility, waiting as my wife gets her first and hopefully only round of radiation. Thank you, Fightful fam. Keep me in good spirits. Well, Good luck to uh, her. Good luck, good to, luck, her. luck to her. My, my mom went through radiation. As- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? That's BetterHelp.com/slash-fightful. Well, hope that she heals up very, very soon. It's good that she has you to uh, help her out. Mr. Andrew says, "Is Brock Lesnar still a draw that warrants his current deal in 2023? Business-wise, for the money they are spending on him, is it really worth it? Think of how much they spend for what he did on Raw." I'm first off, I'm going to say yes. Sponsorships, Bigger than ever
2: because of Endeavor. Bigger than ever.
0: Sponsorships, Endeavor merchandising licensing you can put them in video games you can make action figures all that stuff Um, i still think this would have been more interesting for the title especially with a looming vince mcmahon in the shadows you would absolutely believe that his crazy old ass would put the title (laughs) on brock immediately joker says is there any news on women's tag belts in aew it's pretty unreal that four years in the only women women belt people can realistically challenge for is the world title. Since TBS belongs to Jade and ROH is off TV. I do think um, there should be sort of a unified tag team championships that goes between ROH and AEW. I think that would be very good to establish. It would, it would lend some more stakes to what we have with the outcasts and the originals as well. If they had something to compete for. And if you've got two hours of collision, I think that'd be a natural step up. Jimmy.
2: I'm going to be very curious. I, I know that the Honor Club uh, subscriber count is not you know, readily available outside of what Tony will say in an interview. I'll be very curious. Let's say Collision does debut, and I still think that they're going to have no choice but to utilize on a more regular basis the talent that they're using Ring of Honor unless he just goes out and signs a bunch more people. I'll be curious six months down the road how the Honor Club numbers are looking Because why would somebody spend money for Honor Club if they can see most of, if not all of the Ring of Honor talent every week on Dynamite or Collision? So I'll be very curious because obviously, like you just said, they're going to get way more money out of Warner Brothers than they're going to get out of Honor Club. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. I'll be very curious where that goes. And and it it does make a lot of sense if they do announce, okay, we have a new deal with Warner Brothers, and it includes Max Plus or whatever the hell they're calling the, uh, the service. Yeah. And then they move Ring of Honor to why, Max.
0: Why change that name? HBO is such a premium, high-level name. Just call it HBO Max. Everybody's going to know. Everybody's I guess maybe it was know.
2: Discovery wanting to get their two cents.
0: I mean, maybe. sure, but... You're you you got the name, you got. I hear you. Oh, I hear you. My God, I'm I'm sorry, but if WWE bought Fightful, we're not just gonna throw away the name that 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 is there. Like WWE, it's gonna be WWE Network. It's not gonna be the network. It's not gonna be that. Did you say if
2: WWE bought Fightful?
0: Yes, if WWE or if there's enough
2: zeros, they can call it whatever
0: the fuck they want. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. Call it the Sean Ross Sapp is Dickless Network if you pay me enough money. I don't okay. care. Christian Hernandez says, Hey, Sean, going to Raw this Monday. Any word on the MASH card? Uh, also, random question. Favorite pizza toppings. Ooh, this is a good one. Don't know about the raw card yet. Sorry about that. I, of course, we'll always have the rundown on fightfulselect.com shortly before, but that might be a little late. So I have a method, Jimmy. Uh-huh. Most new places. I'll try just pepperoni. If it's like, uh, there's a place locally hunts brothers pizza that, that solicits to all the gas stations around here. And that's where you get like the gas station pizza. It'd be like pepperoni bacon sausage. Cause that's the common one. Uh, places that are like, you know, those Italian places that aren't really Italian places, mm-hmm, but they just mm-hmm. pop up. Like we've got a couple of those. I'll go pepperoni bacon. But if it's a frozen pizza, I like supreme thin crust. I don't know why I like supreme there, and I've never had a, a regular pizza supreme, but supreme frozen pizza is incredible. What are yours?
2: I am a carnivore, supreme carnivore, and so I will take all the meat they got. Sure. Uh, the the problem is my children and my wife are not meat lover fans, and so yeah. I'm not. I don't get it most of the time because I just can't. But if I have the option, supreme carnivore stuff all the meat on there, and uh, that's what I'll go for.
0: I respect it. I respect it. Uh, My grandmother used to make these pizzas that were more like lasagnas. They would have like burger and and every type of meat on them. And they just got like every time she made them, they would get thicker and thicker and thicker. And I was like, this is lasagna now. This is not pizza. Uh, Just Mass says, any truth to the news of an upcoming meeting between punks and bucks? Thanks for all your work, fellas. Listen, your boy is my gym playlist on Wednesday. We're still thinking of new names for it. Jimmy shot down Fightful Live today. So uh I just uh's we'll got a,
2: a live podcast every damn day, sometimes more than one.
0: Yeah, so but they're not Fightful Live. Yeah. Uh but no, the the word that I had reported was a meeting between Punk and Jericho. And then there are some people that I trust that said that FTR was involved. I've not confirmed that they were involved, but other people have. Um I've I think that if punk had his way, they would probably have met already, but I also understand. And this is just me and Jimmy and I have negotiated back and forth in the past. Jimmy's negotiated with God, probably hundreds of people, Jimmy, if not thousands of people. Yep. If you are the bucks and Omega and you are negotiating new contracts, the way that you play it, even no matter how you feel is I don't want to deal with that guy. I don't want to do business with him until it's time to talk numbers. And then they say, make it worth it to us to deal with this guy, to work with this guy, add this much money. Now I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm saying that's what I would do. If I were them, I'd be like, no, I don't like this guy. Or maybe they secretly adore him. Maybe they secretly <laughs> are all CM punk stands. They're it all texting matter. behind the
2: scenes. Eh? Yeah. They're you, all texting.
0: You don't show your cards. You say, this is what I want. To do business with this guy. Regardless. That's that's personally how I'd handle it.
2: Sean it warms my heart when you use my terminology. Because I always say don't show your hand. I say that all the time. And I want to talk about this punk roster split thing. Uh, can we talk about that now? Or do you want to do more super chats?
0: Let's go ahead and talk about it now. Why not? Okay.
2: So I want to talk about the CM Punk aspect. Of a supposed roster split. And I'm going to make sure I say supposed. It until they actually uh, announce it. So. I've, I've experienced this hell, even as an independent wrestling promoter and I've experienced it day to day in business when you're dealing with egos and when you're dealing with oftentimes larger than life personalities, you know, top producers, there's going to be issues and there's going to be real life rivalries because that's just the reality. This is not a wrestling thing. Every sports locker room, right? You're going to be dealing with issues and real life rivalries. And when you think about over the last 20 years, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, they had at least one real life fight in the locker room, Matt Hardy and edge. They had real life uh, issues over that whole leader thing. And there are lots of other examples, but in those situations, those talents were professional enough that they could coexist in the same locker room and they could even work together. And so if the point, and this is an, if, if the point of an AEW roster split is a way for them to bring CM punk back and keep them away from talent that they don't that don't necessarily like them or want to work with them, that is not going to work. And, and, and you can put a date stamp on this podcast.
0: They've got to, they'll have to do business at some point. It'll it'll be there at pay-per-views.
2: It's more than that. So yeah, they will, they will have to be around at some point during pay-per-views, but you're also going to create uneasiness in the locker room. You're going to create awkwardness in the locker room. You're going to have talent that feels like they got to pick a side. It's not going to work. And, and it's one thing again, if they, let's say they do come out and they announce a roster split. It's one thing if they want to do that, because they want to get more bang for their buck because they got two live shows a week. So if the mentality yeah. is we want to split the roster because we got two live shows a week. That's, that's one thing. Never, ever. Let the talent dictate a major business decision like that, like splitting the roster. Don't let the talent dictate that decision. That is inmates running the asylum. Tony has got to get these guys together. And and, and you already said this. He's got to get these guys together in a room. He's got to step up and be the boss. He cannot let them call the shots. They got to be pros and they got to coexist. They don't have to be best friends. They don't have to work yeah. you know, programs together if they don't want to. They have to coexist. If they're able to do that, then they give it a shot. Right, If they're able to coexist, you still split the rosters, but they coexist. If anybody says, fuck it, I don't want to work with him. like I can't <laughs> coexist with him. I don't want to work with him. I don't want to be in the same locker room with him. You have to make some serious roster decisions as the boss. And that might mean that Tony Khan has to say, well, you know what? Maybe it's time for you to move on. Because you cannot have the shit going on in your locker room. And, and this is something that they're going to have to handle.
0: Not to name names. We've, we've had that before here. People that I got along with personally did not get along with other people on fightful and and made it a habit of not getting along with those people went out of their way to not get along with those people. I'm like, listen, sorry, I like you, but we can't, we can't have this. You can't poison the well. So to speak, that's, that's why I say that about our consumer base, Jimmy, people are like, Oh, well, why do you go at these people? That people, I don't want, I don't want bad people to think that they have the ability to, to take, or to, to poison our well. I like right. the the positive community, the positive uh, environment that, that we cultivate on select and all that stuff. And you have to look at it and say, will it poison the well? It, it will, even if it's not CM Punk himself, the situation surrounding him. Will that I cause agree. that?
2: I agree. And and I want to say this too, if they do bring Punk back, if there is ever a situation again, where he's out of scrum and he decides to cut a promo, Tony Khan has got to be the boss. He's got to reel him in and he's got to keep it on top. But don't let him go to business for himself like that again. Let me ask you this. This is related. So Eric Bischoff on the Strictly Business podcast, he said if he was Tony Khan, he would pay CM Punk off and chalk it up to a learning experience. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I'll say what I said again. If they decide to split the roster strictly to accommodate a CM Punk return, it's not going to work. Um, what are your thoughts on, on all that?
0: No, I'd at least see how it works. I would see what more you can milk out of that because you paid a lot of money. So I would at least see that through and see if, you know, get a little bit more merchandise and and licensing out of the guy for this deal and and all that stuff before you do it. Because, I mean, that would have to be a part of any payoff deal is we get to still merchandise and license you. Like that would be non-negotiable for me. But no, I would still try to squeeze some more out. (laughs)
2: Have they been selling his merch this whole time? Because I haven't paid attention to that. Yeah, yeah. They have. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, We got a bunch of super chats. Mr. CJ Lidley says, where's Alexa? I hope she's back at the draft. Goes to SmackDown. I hope she goes to SmackDown regardless of how Bray is doing. Jimmy, thoughts on Jeff Hardy? Well, Alexa hasn't been brought up creatively that, that I've heard of late. So I have no idea. And anything's in a holding pattern until that draft anyway. But Jimmy, any thoughts on Jeff Hardy?
2: I mean, you know what? I've never heard of him being a dick in the locker room. I've never, I mean, obviously when he was under the influence and impact or whatever, that was, that was problematic. Sure. I've never heard of him being a dick to work with. Obviously we've seen You see this again, you see this in not just wrestling, but in sports, top producers get opportunity. That's just how it is. Jeff Hardy was one of the biggest stars over the last 20 years. He's going to get opportunity. This has to be his last shot.
0: Yeah, it's I gotta mean, be he, his, last, his shot. last shot should have been a long time ago. Honestly. Yeah. And but, I,
2: I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but, uh, you know, I, I, apparently he went through rehab. That's what they wanted him to do. This has to be his, la- I don't care how nice he is. Cause you always hear Jeff Hardy's nice, right?
0: He's exactly nice, right. But if he's driving under the influence, how nice is he? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, to- you you could be the most serene person interpersonally to deal with, but if you get drunk behind the wheel and injure or kill somebody, well then you're not nice.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so obviously he is getting another shot. This has to be the last one. And and even one minor slip up, you know, this is this is something I might have mentioned before too. I know that AEW they don't tech, technically or technically they don't typically like to release guys, right? They like to kind of yeah. let contracts run out. I think there need to be uh, exceptions to that. And so something like this there have if, been have there? Okay, okay. Give me well, havoc. All right, all right. Well, in a situation like this, if he were to slip up again, I'd cut him loose. Uh, And there's other wrestlers for different reasons that I would have cut loose. But uh, last shot, last shot. And and it should be pretty black and white.
0: Uh, More evidence that we should turn this into just a super chat show. We have a bunch of them. Eloquent says, how do we feel about about David Finley leading Bullet Club? I think it's good. Almost everybody who's led Bullet Club dating back. People said that Switchblade wasn't ready for it. People said Kenny Omega wasn't ready for it. Um, there were some people that said that AJ Styles wasn't a fit for it. And then there were some that said that that Balor wouldn't be a good leader. Well, they were wrong about all them. I think they'll be wrong about David Finley. Every few years you hear it, Bullet Club's dead, Bullet Club's dead. It never happens, though. Never happens. Mr. C.J. Lilly says if CM Punk comes back, a civil war will begin in AEW. I think less likely now than it was a few months ago.
2: And this is why you, this is why you, you do the meetings first. Yeah. Right. This, I mean, most of the young talent in the locker room, they're not going to complain. If anything, they're probably going to be stoked that they get to be in the locker room with CM Punk. It's it's certain veterans that have an issue with him. You've got to get them together and you have to have an agreement that you will at least coexist. Uh, and if you get that, then you, you give it a shot.
0: Ryan Martin says, Sean, any updates on Bray? A lot of fans are concerned about him. And are looking for updates on his health. There are YouTube pages posting clickbait saying he's been released. Can you offer any clarification? He has absolutely not been released. He is still with WWE. He's still under contract. He's still getting paid. He is—he's uh, he's dealing with an illness. That's it. Like I've I, never I heard really... that
2: of you. What? Never. I've never seen a click clickbait headline saying he was released.
0: I see so many things where people are like, "Can you confirm this? Can you confirm this?" Well, first off, I ain't confirming anything in the DMs. Uh, I'll, I'll I, we got a website for that. But second, I'm not going to give you personal details of somebody's illness or health or something like that outside of this person's injured. Here's, here's what that is, but personal health stuff I ain't doing it. Uh, that is for him to reveal at a time in which he deems necessary. Uh, if you don't like it, you get your wrestling news elsewhere. My feelings won't be heard about it, but that's where I, I draw the line. I'm not, I'm not keen on doing that, but, he's not released. And um, quite honestly, most of the news from Bray Wyatt or regarding Bray Wyatt has been broken by like one or two sources. So you probably shouldn't believe like random Twitter, Facebook accounts.
2: And I figured and, out the green screen, Sean. So there you go.
0: I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Van Twinblade says, are we going to get a super cut of Denise saying, or or of me saying, what are you doing, step host? Gosh, there have been so many at this point. Like. <sighs> She's gotta she's gotta know what she says on these shows. Glassdoor Gamer says TK seems to have help with creative. Jericho mentioned in an interview he's writing storylines for AEW. I, I should reiterate this. I have long been told Tony is the booker. Tony makes the final decisions. It will always be the case. He will always book no matter what. That's that's his stance on things.
2: I mean, even twenty five years ago, Hunter was sitting in on production meetings. Yeah. It's not that yeah. unusual, but like you said, there's gotta be a decision maker.
0: Mike says, is it time to have individual GMs back add to the brand splits? Yes, I think you do need to have that. Or you bring back the Fox and USA are drafting thing. I really liked that approach. The Fox and USA war rooms. I thought those were both really, really good. Otherwise, it's going to be Adam Pierce drafting against himself. Which exactly.
2: Like, how do you do that? Exactly. I completely agree. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Big Ticket says Omega versus Osprey, FTR, Young Bucks, CM Punk versus MJF for the title at All In. How's that for the top of the card? I love all those ideas. I think all those are really good ideas. Uh CM Punk should not beat MJF. CM Punk should not become world champion again. Too much risk there.
2: I, I don't disagree with those with those ideas, but I think if Punk's coming back, I wouldn't have a source program be with MJF. They've already worked together. I, I yeah. still would I still would love the idea of Punk Omega. If they could figure shit out, I would love to see that matchup.
0: Nicholas says, have you managed to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always yet, Sean? Not yet. I will watch it, though. Um, I love that they brought specifically those two back, but wish it had more familiar names. Wish Jason David Frank would have done it. but Joker says, Shots and Scoops, new name. I don't know. I want something a little simpler Shots. For, for a name. I don't know. I don't know. K775 says when it comes to the draft, have you heard any requests from NBCU or Fox like superstars maybe split for world tag champions? No, I I would imagine they want some more parity now. Now that we know that it's not going to go to a media company, the comp the, the ownership isn't going to. I would imagine WWE is going to make more of an effort to have parody, Jimmy, to say in in rights fee deals you can have all this or you can have one of these type of things that's what they they were doing a few years ago
2: yeah for me a lot of it is going to come down to where do the rights go in the next deal yeah so if, if if both brands go to the same conglomerate let's say nbcu gets both raw and smackdown then i think it's less important that oh i want cody on this show and i want whoever on this show if they go to separate conglomerates that i could see it being a bigger argument but uh We'll see. I mean, Roman is hardly ever on the show, so they could both ask for him, but he's hardly ever there. And and your your next biggest draw is Cody. You probably have to have him on both shows too. In in the absence of Roman, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be something up to, to figure out.
0: Glassdoor gamer says that he hopes a brand split in AEW is more like WWF in the nineties, two crews alternating weekly between shows, versus the crap that WWE introduced when WCW died. I thought that at times the brand split was very, very good. It created some entertaining parody between the rosters. However, I really liked 1999 and 2000 Smackdown and Raw. Like I thought that both of those were very good shows. It was a lot better than what WCW did with Thunder and Nitro because they quickly made one the B show.
2: Yeah. And a lot of it too, is going to come down to how they handle the talent in terms of how often are they going to make them flip back and forth? Uh, are they going to be smarter with the survivor series? No more of this red shirt, blue shirt shit. I'll never forget one year. And I don't remember what year it was when Chris Jericho was on one brand and he challenged might've been Mark Henry, who was the champion of the other brand and Jericho challenged him for the title. And, and I just thought like this, this, this brand split is a joke. It depends on how they, uh, how they carry it out.
0: Johnny says, what match are you looking forward to the most double or nothing? I want to see a fatal four way with the pillars. I think that would be really, really good. And uh, that's, that's the one that I'm aching to see.
2: I get the story behind it, but is any, no one has been built up to the point that they have any shot of beating MJF.
0: unless no, pin, Well, no, unless nobody, nobody on the roster has a shot at beating MJF. So, uh, I, I mean, that's like people saying, Oh no, Co- Cody's not ready for it. It would have been a foregone conclusion that Cody won his next program if he won the title. Well, then why ever have a match? Why not just, you got to have the match. 27 at 27 says, thoughts on Jericho's Hogan impression. I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm sorry. No,
2: I, I joked around on Twitter. So there was speculation that Jericho is angling for a program with Punk, right?
0: Yes. And I joked and I mean, on like, is that what they're talking about? Like maybe that it might
2: be because I, I joked around on Twitter about, you know, if Jericho is able to wrangle the program with punk, he should add Hogan, you know, tearing the shirt off as part of his entrance. Maybe that's what they're talking about.
0: I mean, he definitely is angling for it. Yeah. Eloquent says sucks the FTR podcast ended. It. it. does suck. Um, I really like Matt Coon. I think Matt Coon has got a lot of tough breaks in podcasting and he had a lot of even better ideas for podcasting and, um, I thought it was a good show. Just mass says updates on morale after triple H seemingly has control. Well, it's significantly up, but it's still a, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see when uh, the draft happens and how that all unfolds type of thing, but it's, it's better. Paul Moss says, when, and who do you think Sting's last match should be? I think it should be against Darby. I think it should be a one-on-one. match against Darby.
2: Interesting. Passing the torch. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Caden says, dealing with some stressful school stuff today, but very happy for the show to distract a bit. Cheers to y'all. And Jimmy, I got you all winning the cup. Well, um, this much, I, this much, I experienced, uh, what it was like to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. (laughs) last night. I got the Uh, full picture, full
2: picture last night. Yeah. Try living in this city. When you're not a leaf fan, try living in this city. The media and the fan base are unbearable. But uh, Oilers, I think, will be okay. They lost game one. They dominated most of it. And then they uh, they took the foot off the gas, lost game one. I think they'll be okay.
0: Uh, Paul says, for all in, how feasible do you think it would be to see talent from a wide range of companies like New Japan? Uh, possible. Impact? Possible. Uh, GCW? Technically possible, but I doubt it. MLW? Wouldn't count on it. And Stardom? I think likely that's, that's how I feel about the companies associated that you mentioned. I think it's possible that we see them from those and, and definitely more likely that we see them for some of those, but others, I just don't think that we're going to see.
2: I mean, forbidden door too. That's the whole point.
0: Yeah. right? Bree says, Sean, is Tom call you a reliable source? So I just want to say this F- moving forward. These types of super chats will be wasted, not here to, to verify or, Or validate anybody else. But Tom Colohue got caught making up news at one point. I don't know his sources now. But when he got caught. He went and tried to have Gary Cassidy fired as a result of that. And tried to soil Gary Cassidy's name. Then when he got called out on it. He took a mild bit of responsibility for it. Then accused everybody that called him out of bullying. I don't know the people that he speaks with now. I don't have any clue. He is so far off my radar that I don't pay any attention to it, but I can tell you that's the limit of my experience. He was very nice interpersonally, but when people make up things or pretend they have information in a line of work that that a lot of our staff dedicate their lives to, I don't consider that nice. I don't think I take that personally that somebody trying to affect like what we're doing and and sort of craft and change narratives, which does not go along with this. I'll just, you know... I'll just uh, leave it there. I don't know him. I don't have any ill will against him, but that's my limit of experience. And uh, I am very loyal to Gary Cassidy, who is a friend of mine and has been nothing but good. And I didn't appreciate the way that that situation unfolded. And I would rather just keep that one tucked away. But somebody paid money. Anonymous says they're really a pay window wrestlers go to. People say, let's make money together they can make money together thought it was a contract wrestler sign, or is it commission commission based? It can be, it depends on the nature of their contract. They can have a completely flat contract with no bonuses whatsoever, or they can get cuts of revenue of pay-per-view of merchandise used to be of the house. Jimmy used to get paid a percentage on, on what people showed up to, to see
2: bruiser Brody used to actually count the people, Sean. Wow. He He was infamous for it. He would count the people, And I used to hear stories about Bruiser Brody and I'm dating myself, but I used to hear stories about (laughs) Bruiser Brody. He would get his envelope from the promoter and he knew damn well he was underpaid because he looked at the house.
0: Somebody mentions that impact emergence the same day as all in. So there you go. That ain't happening either. Whew. We've just got a bunch of super chats. That's what this is going to all be about now. Enjoy Jimmy. Uh, But you, you know how you can enjoy it a little bit better, whether you're in Toronto, the UK or here in Kentucky. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get the fastest VPN in the world. Find your shows wherever you are. When I'm in London, when I'm in Toronto, when I I was in LA a few weeks ago, you got time zone issues. Doesn't always match up. Sometimes your service might cut off. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You get a great deal, a 30 day money back guarantee. You can catch all your shows on your time. One of the things I've been mentioning lately, A lot of times here on the East Coast, you got to wait until 3 a.m. Eastern to watch some of these shows. I log into those overseas services. I watch them at 7 p.m. Eastern on UK time where it's midnight. So I get that benefit. Plus, pay-per-views, much more affordable. You can watch AEW without commercials when you get the AEW Plus gimmick as well. They've got so many benefits, including that online threat protection, block and shield your data from snoops and criminals, all that good stuff. I have legitimately been the target of, of hacking attempts, extortion attempts, things like that. NordVPN has helped me avoid those. Helped me uh, relay information to, to the right people. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You're going to want to check this out. It's going to end up saving you money based on what you spend.
2: You want me to get yeah. you a full-size graphic so you don't have to show your face when you do the ad read? Or do you
0: like having my am that? I ugly? Doubt it. <laughs> Anyway, Jared says, do you see WWE women's mid card coming up with the rumored call ups? I don't see Rhea, Bianca dropping soon. And tag has Rhonda Shayna's name on it. Nope, I don't, Jimmy. I think they will get about exactly the same attention that they have been getting for a long time.
2: Yeah, it, it feels to me like it's time for Bianca to drop that title. But uh, Rhea's just getting started. Just how it is.
0: Alex Fitzgerald said, by the way, he says, I think my super chat got skipped. We don't read them in order. <clears throat> Says I personally felt like AEW on Saturday night or I personally like it. I loved the Saturday night shows from WCW back in the day. If they treat it like dynamite, do you think they'll split the titles in the brand split? <sighs> no, I think that one title will be portrayed as getting a little bit more of a, of a like they leveled up the, the all Atlantic title, the international title. I think they have enough titles to where they can utilize this, uh, appropriately uh I, I, yeah
2: i've always liked the idea of having one world champion and and having the mm-hmm. world champion work programs with talent from both shows sure so they can go in that direction but uh, otherwise we'll see
0: C dust says don't know if this has been covered what are your thoughts on dax ending his podcast i think it was probably the right move all things considered when you're at the top of a company but uh we we talked about that earlier i i loved the show i really liked it heavy metal chris says soraya wins the title at forbidden door when A appears to set the title or set up a title for title match at All In, well, they've already sold out Forbidden Door, so it's like you're going for for pay per view buys at that point. Uh, I think Soraya and Mercedes would be a a big draw, massive big draw,
2: especially given their history. You know, that would yep. be that would be a big because I was thinking they might want to do uh, Soraya against Jamie Hader in uh, the UK. Yeah,
0: that would be but, good too. Uh, yeah, but Mercedes, but also. I could also see them wanting to spread that out too, you know, like have Will Ospreay in a match, have Zach Sabre in a match with Brian Danielson, have Jamie Hader in a match, have Soraya. That way you can kind of spread that out among right. the card. Right, right, right. Glassdoor Gamer says with the new show, darks merge into Rampage. ROH becomes developmental indie show thoughts. Darks have been shorter in length lately. Yeah, I could see them combining dark into one show, like condensing it into one. And ROH already kind of is that. It is the it is what their the NXT is. And Tony Khan even said at a scrum that we were at, he's like, okay, which NXT did you guys prefer? And everybody said black and gold. He mm-hmm. goes, okay, me too. But what I won't do is criticize how they're doing it because 2.0 was very clearly a more comprehensive format for how they want to create stars. So why shouldn't they and wouldn't they do that? And I thought that that was a really good answer, and I think that's a lot of what ROH is doing now, too. Grim says, SRS for All In, could AEW work with the U- UK and European indie scene to build stronger connections? I don't think we're going to see a ton of indie stars there. You need global stars to to highlight and fill up that that venue, Jimmy.
2: I could see them doing, do, I mean, I agree with you. Like, obviously, they're going to focus on the Ospreys and the Zach Sabres and and their own roster. I could also see them utilizing some of the local guys, you know, maybe undercard matches or, or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm very curious when tickets go on sale because all we keep hearing about is sign up, sign-ups, sign-ups. And I don't remember the last time I heard about sign-ups. Like, when's the last time that you heard about, oh, the show's got a lot of signups. It's, it's always ticket sales, so. Sure. You know?
0: Ryan says, Sean, whose idea was it for the Twitch deal? Is it a Triple H-Nick Khan decision? I think this is good for the talent with them getting a majority of the revenue. Despite the story that we broke yesterday, which blew up way more than I expected, FightfulSelect.com, you still have people saying, oh, well, is going to take all the money. No, WWE's taking, like, a negligible cut, like 5% or something around there. Don't quote me on that, but. It's a very negligible percent. I don't know whose idea it was, but both of them led a meeting about a year ago where they said that this thing was going to become a real possibility as would more third-party things, as they should. I I just think that unless, like, there's really no reason not to, especially with Twitch, it just took them a long time to hatch out this deal, and they finally did it.
2: Do you think that it came to fruition now because of the Endeavor influence? Because UFC talent is able to do stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And it should have too. I think that uh, women should be able to do their exclusive pages. I think that every every talent should be able to stream on Twitch. I think some of them should be able to sell merch based on their own likeness. Like if Zelina wants to sell a Thea Trinidad shirt, she should be able to. I think that should be a thing.
2: And I I can say kind of on a side note, I know this because I know people in this world, the Fanatics deal that WWE just announced, uh, that is also a rev share deal. Uh, I know this for a fact that talent is getting a cut of that. In addition to, uh, WWE, I don't know the split, but I know talent's getting a cut.
0: I don't hate this idea. Adam Weller says, if you focus more on super chats, call it the scrum. It'd be (laughs) like those media, the posing queries, uh, media post pay-per-view. Jimmy plays the TK role here. Well, I mean, like we, we have had Caden ask if we need some help on super chats and stuff and, I really wouldn't mind having a, a producer that collects those super chats and then poses those questions to us in audio form as well. I, think I would that love that.
2: Really... I would love that. Got to get our own Jimmy like Rogan.
0: Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, exactly like Rogan. That's exactly how I want to be. I would in love my that. Life. I would not... As
2: far as me being I'll smoke TK, smoke weed on the air, Jimmy. As far as me being TK, Sean up, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and take any of this fucking shit.
0: Ayash says if Starks loses to White, all his momentum is gone. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. Jay White needs momentum. Jay White is a is a Wrestle Kingdom main eventer. I don't think his momentum is gone at all. Patrick they said, said they
2: said Jay White's momentum is gone.
0: No, they said that if Starks loses to Jay White, his momentum is
2: gone. Ah, I see, I
0: see, and I don't agree. Patrick Reyes, says, any update on Bray? Go Oilers. Well, uh, not since you're an Oilers fan. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's sick. He's sick, unfortunately. Can you name uh, and, and three I mean, players
2: on the Edmonton Oilers, Sean? Can you name three players? Without Googling Dubois, it? Dubois is one. <laughs> um, of course, they got to be French Canadian, right? Yeah, they got to be French Canadian.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, first, Dubois is my favorite.
2: Was <laughs> I right? Dubois, no. How is I not right? <laughs> not even close. He's going to be like uh, a Lef- LeFlem. Okay. Lef- Leflem. I, I know Connor McDavid. Yeah, Connor McDavid. You're Googling this shit. He's going to rhyme up. No, I know, know Connor McDavid.
0: Now. You've talked about him a hundred times. Yeah, McDavid. I know Evander Kane. That's right. And I don't know any others.
2: Okay, my favorite player is actually neither one of those guys. My favorite player is Leon Oh, I thought
0: you were going to say Dubois. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leon, Leon Dubois. He's a dog, Leon man. Dubois. Brian the dog Dubois is his name. <laughs> uh, Eloquent says, Mercedes teasing a match with Julia LFG. She seems like she's having a time of her life, and that's that's awesome.
2: You know, let me ask you about Mercedes because she's on my list too. So she says she's moving to Japan. Uh, Meltzer reported that she's got one match left on her current contract. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's trolling with saying I'm moving to Japan because she's actually already planned ahead, or do you think she legitimately uh, is that committed?
0: I think that she has enough money to have two homes. If she wants right. to live in Japan, she will she will be able to do that. Um, I think that she's just keeping it open ended now. WWE thought they were gonna get her back, they thought they were gonna get Trinity back, they didn't get either one of them back. So um yeah, uh we got Dream Ninja saying Mercedes did a tweet asking who the best wrestler in the UK was recently. She knows what she's doing. Can't wait for her versus Iwatani. Oh, she's very plugged in as to to how to get buzz and how to conjure up that that reaction. She's very smart about that.
2: I saw a clip of her at a comic-con thing for the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and somebody asked her about wrestling and she went like very detailed. She went talking yeah. about wrestling sitting there at the Mandalorian panel. So yeah, she definitely loves it. There's no question.
0: Bilal says out of everyone in WWE, AEW, who do you see as the next person who will make it in Hollywood? Do you think there will ever be another rock or Cena? Oh, I, I for sure think there will be another rock or Cena uh, because I mean, did anybody think that John Cena was a good actor in wrestling? No. Did anybody think that Dave Batista was a good actor in wrestling? Not for a long time. It's true. Uh, so, And, I mean, Batista is killing it. He is yep. incredibly successful. Yep, yep. I wouldn't be surprised to just see somebody out of left field end up succeed. Did anybody think that Kurgan, the interrogator, would get <laughs> as many roles as... Like the man was in 300 for the love of God.
2: Yeah. Right? He fits a certain physical profile that yeah. not everybody can fit. I mean, I think there's no question that Cody's going to get opportunity. Yeah. Uh, he had, he had gone to Hollywood to uh, act years ago. I think he's going to get opportunity. And I think Roman, it comes down to Roman. I think,
0: I think he'll because be he's, he's going to get opportunity.
2: opportunities as yeah. well.
0: But I mean, like kurgan has been like Deadpool and umbrella Academy. And yeah. I mean, you know, he's
2: Sorry it's, to cut you yeah, off. If if you look at somebody like that, then Omas is somebody that might get a shot.
0: That's yeah. actually a very good point. I yeah. think that he could. I think that he could get shots uh, mm-hmm. in that regard. As big as Cena, that probably isn't going to happen. No, 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 but... no,
2: no, no. But he could get a consistent career.
0: Yeah, Can I, I, sure. I want to
2: tell you a Kurgan story for a minute.
0: Kurgan story for a okay.
2: minute. So somebody that I know in Toronto, this is years ago. Somebody that I know in Toronto, they're on the subway in Toronto and they look, you know, down the subway and they spot Kurgan sitting on the subway (sighs) because he was in Toronto to film, film a role. And so they ended up approaching him. They ended up having lunch with them on a whim because they said, I'm a wrestling fan. I recognize you. Kurgan. What's his name? Robert Malay. He had nothing going on that day. And so they went for lunch because that's incredible. Yeah. And how many guys would do that, dude? Like he's, he's, I've always heard nothing but good things about him. Very laid back guy.
0: Uh, I could see Montez Ford breaking through. Yes. For sure. Did you see uh,
2: Kevin Hart's thing? I didn't. So Bianca was on the thing where they sit in the ice water.
0: Cold as balls, yeah.
2: And Montez played security. Oh, that's cool. And Kevin Hart, is he played exactly as you think he would, where Montez was making like Kevin Hart's flirting. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Hart is freaking awesome.
0: So yeah, it was good. Love it. Love it. Dream Ninja. uh, Actually, we, we read that one uh harv said in my opinion punk's injury saved his career at AEW." well no i wouldn't say that because you never know what like he might have been so frustrated after getting injured again that that's what launched it That's a lot of pips
2: possible it's possible
0: is it true AEW talent stopped taking indie bookings is nick aldis under a multi-year deal with impact i asked nick aldis if he was signed whatsoever i haven't heard back I haven't heard back from uh, Impact either, but Mickey's never been under a contract there. She's just been on uh, a, a, an agreement, so I don't know. But AEW talent is still doing bookings, from what I understand. Vasco says, "Do you think they try to do a Dynamite versus Collision at SSO?" That's interesting. They they could do that, but I mean that's that's ultimately the point of of the brand split is you have some conflict between those two eventually
2: so long as they're not wearing different colored t-shirts and they're not doing it for brand supremacy.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Flame Inc. says with the Endeavor deal, do you think UFC stars will want merchandising contracts that WWE has, or should UFC have merch deals like WWE? Oh God. They, they absolutely should. The, the merchandising for UFC talent is just abysmal. Yeah. But, and go ahead. I'm sorry,
2: Sean, I was just going to say the contract structures are different just because UFC guys are paid per fight. Uh, WWE yeah. guys are paid per year. It's, it's not entirely the same in terms of the contract structure, but the big joke with both companies is the payroll versus the revenue, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. always the big joke. I don't know if that's going to change for,
0: for all the flack that affliction used to get like that used to make a, the, the fighters, a lot of money. Those, those custom shirts that they would do 27 at 27 says thoughts on the idea of CM FTR versus the elite on TV, draw bucks versus FTR at all in. Bucks win. Punk versus. Listen, I think that you CMFTR versus the Elite is a pay per view match. I don't care what anybody says. That is a pay per view match that people will be interested in, and it'll be one of the best matches. Period.
2: And I'm sure it's planned. I'm sure it's planned out.
0: Yeah, we got more. Uh, Eloquent says awesome interview with MJF Sean. I saw people saying like, get two mics, get two mics. Why? So he can unhook one of them again. <laughs> Why would I give this man control of my microphone again? It ain't happening.
2: He actually had several moments where he was genuine in that interview.
0: Almost got a character. I, Almost. I would argue that all of those moments are genuine, Jimmy. <laughs> Based <laughs> on my experience with CM Punk. But it's sitting at 70,000 views right now in just like 27, 28 hours. Our, our record is 103,000 on YouTube. Um, it is it is quickly closing in on our most downloaded interview ever. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Caden says, actually, we just read that one earlier. JB says, reports suggesting some women had their segments and time scrapped before Raw on Monday. Any Fightful news on this coming? Well, Jay, I don't mean to put you on blast, but FightfulSelect.com is the outlet that reported that news how did they word their question did they say their reports what did they say they said there are reports suggesting that some WWE women had their segments and time scrapped okay okay. that was a fightful select report uh in uh, so a lot of people i've noticed skip over those producer reports that we do don't skip those over i have a whole section underneath that is like backstage news and that was one of them there was a damage control segment that was that ended up not happening. T says if the pre-sale numbers translate to sales and all in gets 80, 90% sellout, would that take some pressure off Tony to load the card? Would it affect the chances of seeing dream matches or CMFTR versus the elite? Uh, Maybe a little bit. If you sell, if you sell like a crazy number before, uh, before that, that before that becomes a reality, then before they announce the card rather, sorry, I got a little flustered there. Then it does take some pressure off, but still, that's why you do it. You see how many tickets you sell initially just based on hype. And then you're like, okay, well, we're going to announce this one and this one and this one.
2: Yeah, you gotta, you definitely got to deliver. You, you can't have the mentality, well, we already sold the tickets. You have to deliver. Yes. Otherwise, good luck
0: doing it again. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Johnny says, rank these recent reigns in your personal preference. Roman, Bianca, The Usos, and Gunther. Ooh, I will go Roman, Bianca, Gunther, Usos. I think that the culmination of the Usos was very good, but there was a big problem that I had with uh, with their reign, Jimmy, and I had people say, oh, what's it matter? You got to lose sometimes. No, I don't think the 2-on-2 champions should be losing 2-on-2 matches 12 to 14 times over the reign because that cheapens it. You wouldn't see Roman or Bianca or Gunther losing 1-on-1 matches 12 times during their reign. That's my thing. I don't care if they lose six mans or one on ones or whatever, but that's why I had an issue with
2: that. I fully agree with what you said. I, I would definitely put Roman, Bianca, Gunther, and then the Usos for sure. Bianca's reign has been uh, uh, record breaking
0: in some ways. So, yes, and uh, Gunther should break the record. He should break the record. Trey Cash, man, this guy is always so generous to us in the Humper Chats. Thank you, Trey, genuinely. Says, I love Kenny and the Bucks. All in is my top ten favorite of all time, but this needs to be said. If they're EVPs and care about AEW, their first priority should be to work things out with Punk, bring the roster together. If not, they should drop that title. And I maybe that's a point of conversation and negotiations. I can't say that, but you never know what can be brought up in negotiations. Like...
2: I think you, you know my have... opinion on the EVP title. I think you sure. know my
0: opinion. Sure. So by that same sense, like I would imagine you weren't a fan of Jeff Jarrett booking TNA while he was on top of it. No, it's it's because it was it was bad. <laughs> it was it's, bad. Well,
2: it, it, it's just a conflict of interest. I mean, I have always thought from the day from day one, I've been very open. I think the EVP title is meaningless. I've always considered it to be meaningless. I, I think it's something that Tony gave them to appease them because they felt like they deserved sure. it um but i've always considered to be meaningless and you know what that person brought up a good point with the humper chat if these guys are supposed to be quote-unquote executives be professional and meet with this fucking guy but to me the EVP title is meaningless always has been
0: and again i'll reserve judgment on that until i hear something about negotiation right but because until they say no we definitely won't because i think it is worth at least meeting with them also 100%. to to the point on Gunther, Gunther has the longest IC title reign since Honky Tonk Man now. So
2: How far apart are they?
0: Um Honky Tonk Man was 454, Gunther is 313. Okay. So okay. the yeah. And and listen, I see people say you might not want to meet with a guy who threw a chair at your head, Punk committed assault. All valid. All completely valid. But uh Punk didn't throw the chair at somebody's head. semantics there uh ke775 says for nxt call-ups in the draft i'm thinking pretty deadly zoe stark one to two of the losers of the nxt women's title match apollo and maybe grayson waller what do you think unless they have creative plans for apollo or die don't bring them up because i'm really liking what they're doing in nxt i'm really really enjoying that what um, do
2: you think of the trunk match
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh,
2: pretty good they got to see if pesci's available man get pesci in there for a segment
0: pretty deadly i like zoe stark i i like um caden and casey i think should come up as well as well and grayson waller probably not far off but i think that he's really excelling in nxt right now let's wrap these up guys we are about to head over to fightfulselect.com where i'm going to break some news on well, a bit of a contract situation in AEW, you're going to want to hear that. We'll have an article uh, to follow. So, fightfulselect.com. Mr. Acosta is pitching the hump as well. I love the hump. Jimmy didn't like the hump.
2: They got the bump,
0: it, you know. I love it. I love it. Listen, yeah. you know what the bump has done? They, they've taken our backgrounds. Uh-huh. Their hosts have made. Did you see in the background where, where I, I plugged Fightful Select and Matt Camp went? Oh, did he? Yeah, wow. it was great. It was phenomenal. Uh, nothing but love for him, though. But I think The Hump would be amazing. <laughs> What's the percentage? Plus, you know what I want? I want to start breaking news on that show so people have to cite. Sean Ross Sapp said on The Hump. <laughs> uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Listen. I could see us getting a and D. I I could see it.
0: No way! We A wrestling have
2: podcast it- called The Hump.
0: No way. It would be, we'd have a camel hump as, as the logo. Well,
2: we had that already for the Humper chats.
0: I know we do have it. We still got it. I think it's still up here somewhere. Yeah. That's beautiful. There you go. There it is. Beautiful. I'm completely on board with a camel being our our mascot. What's a percentage would wraps us up and says, uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, but I'm going to say if it's true, splitting the rosters, whether soft or hard, just to bring back one day, one guy is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Again, a lot of things get lost in translation. I'll do my best to kind of decipher and see what I can find out, but I can tell you what you guys are going to find out a little bit of contract info. I'm loving this. I'm loving the super chat approach, guys. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot more, by the way, of revenue on this show now. And uh, maybe we. Maybe we we do that. I want us to get to three hundred. Listen, your boy, episodes before we change the name. That is important to me that we get there. But, what are we um, at now? I I think so I think 70? two weeks ago Caden told me it was two eighty six. So it'd be oh, late, that
2: high up now. Okay, be
0: late June,
2: mid July. Right. Okay. Yeah. Are we going to keep the same song, but then we'll just edit in
0: 300? So it'll be like, 300 strong. No, we got to get we got to get a new song. <laughs> We've got multiple musicians that are on our payroll right now, Jimmy. It's True, It's true. Will is a producer. Reg is a rapper. Joel, slap of the bass. And John Alba, he does a lot of fill-in stuff, but he's a musician as well. We've got musicians, for the love of God. Uh, Jay says, Sean and Jimmy, super chat city. Catchy. I, don't know. I like the hump. I like the hump. Of course you do. Guys, uh, I'm going to look through these these Humper chats really quickly. But follow us over to FightfulSelect.com. Until next time, we're out.